Golf News RI presents The Golf Dudes Podcast Here are the dudes Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Golf Dudes Podcast. Happy Thursday, March 2nd. We are slowly, very slowly getting close to the golf season. Of course, the snowstorm that hit us this past week didn't help, but it wasn't as bad as everybody predicted. It wasn't as bad as the weather people predicted. Shocking, you know? Uh, so here we are, Golf Dudes Podcast. Just me today, Joe Calabro. Again, hope everyone's having a great week. And uh, this podcast is presented by Link Strengths. Link Strengths is best known, of course, for the transfusion in a can. There's three different flavors of transfusions. There's the regular transfusion. There's the back nine and the front nine. One, the back, the front nine has orange juice, and the back nine is cranberry juice. So uh, check that out at liquor stores and country clubs near you. And, of course, this Golf News podcast streams on the Golf News RI podcast network, and that is sponsored exclusively by vintage cigar bar and club so thank you to them and of course they also sponsor the expand your brand podcast which another big hit this week and that podcast continues to grow really excited for that so if you missed out on any of those episodes check them out on golfnewsri.com and uh catch yourself up this weekend of podcasts uh, make sure we are in your podcast rotation because uh, that's where we want to be. We're also on Apple and Spotify. So if you just want to listen to the audio version of the podcast, uh, that's fine too. Uh, so we're still looking at ways to advance those as far as uh, actually doing something with them, putting content out of them. Uh, so we'll figure that out in the coming days. But uh, that's where we are. We are on all different platforms now. So it's great. And uh, thanks to everybody for your support through the process. So uh, a couple of things going on. Obviously, uh, a big story this week was Brad Adamonis getting to the Champions Tour event, the Color Guard Classic, which starts tomorrow. Uh, he tees off at 2.09 p.m. Uh, tomorrow afternoon with David McKenzie and Brian Cooper. Uh, don't know who those people are, but we know who Brad Adamonis is, so a huge deal for him. Uh, congratulations to him. He won the Monday Q uh, for the Color Guard Classic. He eagled the 18th hole. He knocked it in from the middle of the fairway, I believe, with a pitching wedge. I think it was like 137 yards out front with a wedge, and he knocked it in the hole for an eagle on the par 4 18th hole. Uh, and so if he had made birdie, he probably still would have won. I mean, he probably still would have gotten into the tournament, uh, but it certainly would have been a lot tighter, potentially a playoff. Uh, so the eagle was clutch, and uh, congrats to him. Uh, it was great to talk to him last summer as we put that clip out on social media. And uh, hopefully he'll be back in Ireland this summer at, at, a trig- at the Challenge Cup event or whatever it may be. Uh, so congrats to Brad. We'll be watching this weekend. It should be really cool. Uh, there's actually uh, three Islanders in the field at the Color Guard Classic. Obviously, Adam Monis, uh, then uh, Billy Andre is playing, and also Brett Quigley. So uh, a Rhode Island flavor to the Color Guard Classic this week on the Champions Tour. I know they've been tweeting out uh, today. They're in Tucson, Arizona, and it actually snowed there. And today was the, pro, the Pro-Am. Uh, again, uh, Champions Tours go, Champions Tour events are three rounds, like live, uh, they go from Friday to Sunday, uh, so uh, today was the Pro-Am, and it got snowed, and it snowed, so they're on delay in the Pro-Am for whatever that's worth, but a uh, really excited week at the Champions Tour, and for Brad Adamonis, hopefully he makes something of it, 
and uh, you know make a cut, you know get something significant, and uh, and go from there. So who knows? Maybe even being attention. Obviously, it's a great field with Furyk and and Freddie Couples and others. Um, but uh, good good for him. Exciting uh, Monday queue. Got all the Monday queues. Uh, they're great. So uh, there's that. Uh, so we'll be watching obviously that this week. Obviously, Bay Hill is going on as well. Uh, that's underway as we speak. Uh, and of course, when you think of Bay Hill, it's been cool to see uh, the some of the tweets. The the Arnold Palmer Invitational, uh, of course, is the name of the tournament and, and named after the legendary Arnold Palmer. Uh, and it's been cool to see some of their tweets and some of their social media content uh, showing kind of, uh, you know, uh, the other day they had uh, Arnold Palmer had written letters to all the players who had won his tournament in past years. So they had like, you know, Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy and whoever else. And they're all like typed out letters from Arnold Palmer and you could read all the letters. Uh, and stuff. So that was really cool. And I guess to have the Arnold Palmer experience, you can actually hit balls. Um, uh, I'm assuming on a simulator uh, with Arnold Palmer's actual clubs that he used. So, uh, and you see these things like like blades are like that thin. It's like, how do you, how do you hit a ball like that? Um, but obviously he did. Back in the day, the game was much different, um, for sure. I'm actually reading a book called The Story of the Masters by David Barrett. It's on the floor next to me. Uh, that's why I was looking over. I didn't want to make sure I got the guy's name right. And uh, it talks about, it takes you all through the years of the Masters. And it's really exciting. It's really cool. I'm on 19, I think I'm on 1994 or five. But it starts like way back in like the 30s or whatever it is. Um, but you see how the game changes and similar to our one socket uh dynasty story uh obviously on a much bigger scale uh but similar to that so we went through the years and you could see how the the game changes uh, uh through the years and you see that with the masters uh with this master's book so anyway it's a good book i recommend it I'm not done with it yet but i'm close so i'm getting to the good parts the tiger woods years that's coming up in like a year or two in the book, I mean, not a year or two in the book, not like literally a year or two. So, anyways, so uh, with the Arnold Palmer Invitational, obviously, uh, you know, you always think of, it makes you think of Arnold Palmer and how great he was and uh, how what an ambassador he was for the game. He really uh, was the one of the first players, if not the first player, to have his own private jet. He really kind of was among the first um, to, to bring fashion uh, into the game of golf. Uh, and now, obviously, fashion is a major factor in golf was a big thing in golf. Um, I like to think I'm fashionable. I mean, I currently look like shit, but other than that, uh, uh, so there's that. So, and uh, for me, it always goes back to my Arnold Palmer story, which I've told a million times for sure. Uh, and that's when uh, he came to the CBS charity classic uh, in 2000 and well, 2005, 2006. One of those years, I never never remember the year off the top of my head, but it was one of those. And uh, I was a, I was a volunteer. I used to volunteer at the CBS Classic, obviously, over at Ryan Country Club. And I was a marshal, which means I got to hold a quiet sign, you know, quiet please. That so I was a marshal on a tee. Couldn't tell you what tee box it was. Um, I don't, you know, uh, but uh, he was he was playing. He was with Billy Andre's group. He was playing with Billy. I forget who the other pairing was. It could have been Faxon, but he was playing with Billy and uh, he came over the tee and obviously he was older at this time and basically retired from professional golf for the most part. 
uh, and but he would just show up. Him and Billy had a connection through through Wake Forest. Um, but he he came to this tournament and he played a little while. He played uh, a handful of holes, whatever. And he came to the tee box, and I was just standing there, like his, you know, starry-eyed kid. And uh, he came over and asked me how I was doing, and I, I said, "Good. How are you doing?" You know, as a kid would say, you know. Uh, and uh, he said, oh, "I'm I'm good. I'm tired." And uh, so it was his turn to hit, and uh, you know, he goes, "Oh, I have to hit again." Because uh, he was ty- he was tiring out. It was obviously it must have been later in the course. Again, I don't remember what hole it was, but uh, it was pretty cool for him to. Just, I was just standing there. I mean, uh, he just came over and asked me how I was doing uh, for for no reason. Uh, but that's I guess who that's who he was, and that's kind of what he means to golf. So I always have that uh, Arnold Palmer story, uh, and I've told it a million times. I think I even wrote about it. But uh, there's that. So uh, that's what we have for tour stuff uh people wonder about davis chatfield he's still on the corn ferry tour the corn ferry tour has actually been off for uh a couple of weeks i think they come back to action in a week or two they kind of uh, take a break uh so uh they've actually been off that's why there's been no davis chatfield updates he did play in, in the monday queue uh for uh the honda classic i believe two weeks ago or last week obviously as we reported he didn't get in but uh, he's been off for a couple of weeks. The Corn Ferry Tour has been off for a couple of weeks. So that's why you haven't seen any Davis Chatfield updates in a while. But they'll be coming in full force soon. Don't worry. Uh, also, Chris Francoeur, uh didn't obviously didn't make the qualifier for the Puerto Rico Open. He finished over par. Um, and that was a bizarre situation at the Puerto Rico Monday Q uh, because the guys didn't finish. And they had a play, have a playoff the next day, so Tuesday. And then... They had to catch a flight to Puerto Rico like that day, uh, basically, uh, to um, you know to go to go play in the Puerto Rico Open. And obviously, f- flights to to Puerto Rico were probably not uh, cheap. I don't imagine. So uh, that was kind of a bizarre situation. Is that the Monday Q didn't finish, uh, but Frank Gore obviously was not uh, in contention. So and then uh, Will Dixon, he's been on a break for a while now. Um, he's been. Uh, so I have his schedule on my notes and my phone, like he shared his schedule with me and uh, he's been making changes and updating it and uh, all different things. So he's been on a break for a little while. Um, he's going to be playing in some corn Ferry tour Monday queues coming up and. Hold on, I can tell you right now. March 19th is when he returns to action, at least according to his current schedule. Uh, and he's a Monday queue, corn Ferry tour Monday queue in savannah georgia so that's where he is again he's been on a break for a while he's added a no, number of events um a lot of monday cues obviously he's really trying to focus on that this year so we'll have updates from him when he returns to action and uh so yeah so that's where we are obviously uh, that's kind of the scene on, on the professional world uh obviously uh, the big news coming this week from uh, the PGA Tour that they are changing, um, cha- kind of changing their whole tour format around for the 2024 season. Uh, kind of bizarre. They're uh, they're taking some of the elevated events, and they are, you know, they're, they're reducing the field sizes. There's going to be no cut events, summer to live, uh, to try to keep these guys all playing together and keep star players around longer. Uh, 
it'll be interesting to see what it looks like. I'm kind of uh, split on the decision, uh, as I can see it both ways. I like the cuts because I think making for some of these guys, uh, making a PGA Tour cut is a big deal. And obviously for the, the star players, the Justin Thomases, the Jordan Spieths, and, and those guys, you know, just making the cut obviously is not very good. Uh, but so for some guys, uh, you know, making the cut is a big deal, and they'll still have that in the non-designated events. But then you look at the non-designated events and, you know, what does the field look like? Um, perfect example was the Honda Classic last week. Obviously, it was a great finish uh, and a great win for Chris Kirk and a great story, a guy who's been, who who took a leave of absence from the tour a few years ago to fight alcoholism and, and addiction. And he's worked his way back up. And, you know, he's, after what he said, thank God for my sobriety, uh, whatever it might be. So, uh, obviously, it was a real story, but the field was terrible. I don't know that anybody really watched. Though apparently, according to the ratings, more people watch the Honda Classic than live. Take that for what you will. So uh, it will be interesting to see how it all plays out. I know there's a lot of mixed reaction. A lot of people bashing the tour for kind of turning into live golf. Uh, this was, uh, so obviously, that's what live does. They have no cuts. Um, so will be interesting to see what happens. I know a lot of the players are reacting to it this week at the Arnold Palmer and their press conferences and such. And Max Homa had a four-minute uh, four whole speech on it type of thing. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, with it. It's interesting, uh, and, but uh, if the PGA Tour feels like this is what they need to do, uh, then, you know, it's that's what they need to do. And it's amazing how... Uh, in just a little over a year or so, uh, Liv has already had a major impact on the game of golf. So obviously, the PGA Tour is feeling, feeling threatened. There's competition now. Uh, the, the legal stuff aside, which I just don't have the patience for, uh, we'll report it when, if the final, uh, the final verdict is announced, I guess. Uh, but, you know, uh, Liv is providing competition and it's changing the PGA Tour. We'll see if it's for the better. Uh, we'll see, you know, we'll have to wait and see. The changes aren't coming until 2024. So um, this year, excuse me, this year will be uh, perfectly, be you know, obviously the regular season. And the other thing to keep in mind is the changes are not affecting the players or, you know, any of the majors. So all the majors will be the same. The players' championships will be the same. I know Rory McIlroy hinted on it, hinted at it in an interview with um, Golf Channel the other day that, you know, the cut thing is not set in stone. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, you know, I guess what that looks like. But that's what's been reported so far. That was in the memo from the PGA Tour to the players. And we'll see what else. But that was the big story that broke yesterday. The PGA Tour making significant changes, more significant changes, because they already made changes this year uh, with designated events with ele or elevated events. Some people are calling it designated events. Some people are calling it elevated events. Whatever you prefer. Uh, so that will be something to watch for. Uh, a few other things going on. Have some updates on Golf News RI, what we're going to do this summer, what we're hoping to do this summer and other things. So uh, stay tuned for that after this commercial break. This is the Golf Dudes Podcast. 
uh, Billy Andre joins the show. Billy, thanks so much for doing this, and uh, we appreciate yeah. you taking the time. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited to be joined by an 11-time Emmy Award winner, and that is Armin Katayan. Massachusetts Women's Amateur Champion, Allison Pig. The, the days of the country club just being golf and maybe one amenity are gone. Uh, unfortunately, Metacomet didn't, doesn't have those. has a very rare uh, very rare condition called kyphal scoliotic Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and at the time of diagnosis there was only 60 documented cases in the world I mean we legitimately played the last four holes at Newport National you could not see 50 yards Welcome back to the Golf News Podcast, presented by Link Strength Streaming on the Golf News RI Podcast Network, which is, of course, sponsored by Vincent Cigar Lounge and Club. A uh, few things coming up with them. Uh, coming in April, we're going to start with the Cigar of the Week, the Golf Cigar of the Week. Uh, so that's going to be really awesome. I know we did one uh, back in January-ish. Uh, early January, we did a Golf Cigar of the Week uh, just to kind of test it out, give it a test run. It did really well. People were excited about it. Uh, so we're going to bring that up in April, starting in April. I don't have an exact date for you, but it'll be up kind of first thing Monday morning every week. And uh, so that should be great. So check them out. I'm really looking forward to to spending more time there. Uh, not that I'm a big cigar smoker. I don't actually smoke cigars at all, but uh, just the vibe of the place is really cool. The Charlestown location is going to be awesome. Can't wait to work, do some podcasting there. I know Jeff and Austin have talked about that as well. So uh, really cool stuff coming up on that front. Anyways, um, so I want to get into some updates for Golf News Ryan, and where we are, where we're going, et cetera. Uh, a couple of other th quick things to hit on um, before that. I know a lot of people uh, were excited about the story about Spargo Golf moving to uh, Buttonhole uh, and then obviously moving from uh, you know Mulligan's Island uh, we had that story earlier this week, so congrats to them on their new office uh, over at Buttonhole next to the Ryland Golf Association facility. Uh, so uh, congrats to them. Obviously, this continues to bring up the question of, of the uncertainty of Mulligan's Island. There haven't really been any updates on that that I have seen. I know Mayor Hopkins told Golf Missouri last summer. Uh, that there there are multiple things on the board for it. There are multiple you know bids or multiple proposals for it on the board. So we'll see about that. We'll see what happens. Again, no updates on Mulligans yet. Um, but with Spargo moving out, and uh, you certainly uh, you know wonder that he continues to bring up questions about the future of that facility with Top Golf opening right down the street. The building is starting to come around. If you drive by there, you can kind of see in the distance. Uh, it's starting to, to really look like something. Uh, so uh, be sure to, to keep an eye on that as well. So we'll see. The, the uncertainty of Mulligans is continuing to be a story and will continue to be a story uh, as we go on here. Uh, again, any updates or insights that we offer, have, uh, we'll, we'll certainly offer. Uh, as of right now, um, it's kind of, this is a lot of, a lot of waiting and seeing. But Hopkins, Mayor Hopkins did tell us last year that there were a lot of there are multiple bids on the board and multiple proposals on the board, whatever language he used. So 
there's that. Uh, Patrick Wells, tough finish for him at the Southern Highlands Collegiate. He was tied for the lead at one point, and then he had three bogeys on the back nine that kind of kind of hurt his chances. Obviously, uh, he finished ninth, but obviously a good turn for him. Uh, you know, uh, one one step closer to turning pro. Basically, is how I'm looking at it. Uh, Oklahoma is a good team. Obviously, they'll have a chance in the NCAA's, but it's a little bit of a rebuilding year, kind of a mini rebuilding year, as much as those programs can rebuild. But they've been competitive. They're nationally ranked. I think they're nine in the country. Uh, Patrick is number eight in the PGA Tour University, so it's important to either stay there or move up because he gets exemptions into uh, an exemption into the Corn Ferry Tour upon graduation. Now, whether he plays one more one more amateur circuit this summer or not is up in the air. I guess it depends on uh, what he can get himself into. Because if he, you know, for example, if he won the Southern Highlands Collegiate, he would have gotten into a PGA Tour event, right? The Shriners Open, Shriners Children's uh, Open, which he played in last year. So if he had won this week, he would have gotten to play in that again. Uh, but he could only play in it as an amateur. So if you graduated and turned pro, you lose that you lose that exemption to that tournament because you qualified as an amateur. So we'll see if he, if he gets into any other PGA Tour tournaments this year. I know he got the sponsors exemption at Torrey Pines, obviously, uh, back in January, which was cool. Um, but if he has sponsors exemptions to the PGA Tour over the summer, uh, or get or gets in by winning college a college golf tournament, whatever it may be. Um, you know, obviously, then he'll probably play Roman Amateur Circuit because you not you want to take. I would think I could be wrong, uh, but I would think you you want to take that that PGA Tour start as opposed to you know turning pro and then having to figure it out from there. Uh, and also, I think um, you know it's probably best to start on the Corn Ferry Tour at the beginning of the season as opposed to in the middle of it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's all uncertain. I could be completely wrong. That's just my thoughts and my insight on on the situation. Uh, Andrew O'Leary is also training pro, like he told us in his interview earlier this earlier this year, uh, and or he maybe even dating back to early last year, whatever it was. Um, so uh, he'll have a decision to make uh, as well. He's not going to have the exemptions that Patrick is going to have or that Davis, uh, well, Davis didn't have, and he he Q schooled, um, but. All things to watch at the Ryan Golf scene. What a time to be in the Ryan Golf scene for sure. And we are covering it all. We uh, so thanks to everybody for following along. So uh, a couple of things uh, before we before we wrap this up, and you can all move on with your lives. Um, uh, so a couple of things. thanks to everybody for supporting the Expand Your Brand podcast. It's going really well. They have some. Hopefully, they're hoping to get. Uh, I don't want to throw everybody under the bus here, but they're hoping to get a few uh, big time guests on the show, uh, kind of, kind of sort of celebrities, uh, if you will. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, they have some, they've had some connections, they made some connections, and so stay tuned to uh, their next few episodes. I'm going to be on the show eventually uh, when I get myself down there, uh, but. Uh, haven't been able to get there yet. So uh, stay, thanks for uh, supporting the Expand Your Brand podcast, uh, as well as the Golf Dudes podcast. Uh, I think uh, it's been really exciting. We're hoping to add another podcast or two or more 
Uh, I mean, it turns out the only to the network, and we'll see what happens with that. I mean, some conversations and some talks about different things. Uh, the other thing, obviously, coming up is March Madness, the NCAA tournament. Uh, a brutal loss for Providence last night uh, to Xavier. What it means, uh, you know, as time will tell, um, but it certainly could drop them in seeding. It certainly drops them in the Big East seeding as they'll be probably a three or four seed now in the Big East tournament as opposed to a two seed. Uh, if they're a four seed, that means they're playing UConn in the first round, which would be exciting. Uh, Thursday, be, you know, a Thursday afternoon game in Madison Square Garden. Uh, the place would be electric, but I prefer to avoid UConn in the first round. Uh, but all the games are going to be hard. What it means for the NCAA tournament? Uh, I don't think they're going to get better than a seven seed unless they win the Big East tournament, right? Unless they go on to win, you know, the, the biggest tournament next week, then obviously that changes things. But uh, I don't think they're going to get better than a seven seed. Could be eight or nine seed. And then we're back to back to normal uh, for PC basketball. Uh, but uh, brutal loss last night, and uh, I'm still recovering from it. Uh, hopefully they can win on Saturday and see what happens. Uh, with that said, uh, we're hoping to do an NCAA tournament uh, bracket uh, or NCAA Golf News Array bracket challenge type of thing. It's going to be set up online, obviously. Uh, so we'll send out invites as soon as we have that all put together. I don't know what we're going to do it through yet. Probably either ESPN or I think Yahoo still does one. So probably one of those types of things, maybe even CBS. Uh, one of those three, CBS, Yahoo, or, or ESPN, obviously. Uh, so we're hoping to do a, a golf Missouri bracket challenge thing for everybody. Um, I think uh, this is all somewhat tentative, uh, but I think obviously it's going to be free to free to play. And the winner can get, we'll get some golf news or I merchandise or something along those lines. We'll figure something out. Uh, but maybe like a golf round or something with us. I don't know why anybody would want to win that, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> so, so stay tuned for that. We'll announce that. Basically, as soon as the brackets are um, are announced, which is obviously on Selection Sunday. So stay tuned for that stuff. We're still putting that together. Uh, we're also looking into doing a Golf News RI season kickoff party. Uh, not really, I mean, not really even a party. Uh, it's really just a get-together type of thing, just to get people together and kind of a meet-and-greet uh, type of thing, get some of our, our advertisers out there. Uh, so... We'll keep you posted on that. It'll probably be could be early April, could be Masters Week, uh, early April. So um, we'll have that coming up hopefully soon. We're trying to do something along those lines. Not anything major. Um, it's not gonna be some crazy bash. Uh, I mean, it could turn into that, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, that's kind of things that we are looking uh, forward to. So we have the bracket challenge and the. Um, hopefully the kind of season kickoff party. So uh, there is all of that. Uh, a few other things. Uh, obviously, this weekend, we're obviously watching the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour. Really exciting stuff. Uh, URI Golf is starting in a couple of weeks. So they're looking to get into the uh, into the mix. Hopefully, they can make an NCAA tournament run. Uh, I'm really excited for URI Golf. I think they're going to be have a really good year. They have a really good team. And um, so I'm excited to see what they can do this year, but they'll be starting soon, uh, believe it or not. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's kind of what we have going on. 
uh, obviously continue to follow our content. We have the best golf content uh, in the state, probably in the region, uh, as far as real news. Um, still sitting on one big story that I'm waiting on, um, but obviously we broke a handful of them with pros moving and and uh, you know, Northeast Golf Company taking over uh, Bristol Golf Course, which is really exciting for them. And the Spargo story was a big deal uh, the other day. That did that did really well. Uh, so obviously they have a great following and uh, they're a big big supporter of us. So thank them for that. But um, yeah, so that's what we have going on. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned all weekend long. Obviously you have the pro stuff covered. The Arnold Palmer Invitational at Bay Hill, the Color Guard Invitational uh, at in the Champions Tour, Brad Adamonis, Brad, uh, Billy Andrade, and Brett Quigley, and uh, a few other things. We also do want to tell you about, uh, we're continuing to support uh, the Callahan family in the Chase for a Cure tournament. We reported earlier this week, uh, or we put a story up earlier this week uh, on the third, the third version of that tournament. They're going back to Valley, and the tournament is going to be on Uh, hold on. May 22nd, sorry. The Chase for a Cure tournament is May 22nd. We're going to have Michael Callahan on the show again in the next couple of days to a week. So we'll hear from him, get an update on Young Chase, and uh, talk about the tournament. Uh, they were at Crystal Lake last year. They're going back to Valley this year. So we will con we're continuing to support the Chase for a Cure tournament. Uh, I don't know that we'll be playing this year. Because I'm actually getting married later that week, so that would probably be not probably not be a great look. Um, but hey, you never know. Never say never. Uh, so anyway, we're continuing to support Chase for a Cure and uh, sign up for the tournament. We've already, you know, the reaction that we got by posting the story, we had multiple people message uh, both on Instagram and on Facebook uh, saying that they were going to put a foursome in. So uh, I don't know how many foursomes they're at or how many foursomes they're looking to get necessarily. Um, but I think. I think through our article, we've at least contributed a couple. At least that's what I mean. That's what people said uh, they were going to do. So we'll see. So anyway, support that tournament. Sign up. Put a foursome together at the Valley. It's a great place. Uh, they're they're kind of rebuilding their rebuilding their brand, rebuilding their membership uh, after obviously a couple of years of, of uncertainty. And you know the club again was was basically sold, uh, but then the deal fell through as we reported. Uh, and so, so yeah, so continue to support Chase for Cure. It's a great cause, a uh, great channel for a great cause, and uh, sign up for that. You can find the link to uh, to sign up in the article on our website. So, and we'll share it again over the next couple of days to a week uh, as well. That way, it keeps pop. It'll keep popping up. Um, but there's that. Uh, the other thing is Northeast Golf Show coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we do not have a booth this year. There will be no golf news or I booth this year, but we will be there. I'll be there at least two of the three days uh, at the show, probably doing some sort of podcasts, uh, some sort of content, and obviously making connections myself and uh, walking around seeing everybody. So we don't have a booth this year, but we will be there. I'll be decked out in Golf News or I stuff. Uh, we have all kinds of hats now, which is really exciting. We have shirts and sweatshirts and all other stuff. So I'll be completely decked out in Golf News or I stuff. So you can't miss me. Uh, I'll be a walking billboard. So uh, check us out if you see us, say hi. Uh, but I know tickets are going on sale for that in a few days. 
And Greg Sampson is going to come on the podcast, hopefully sometime next week, uh, to uh, preview the show. So that's what we got. So anyways, with all that said, all those announcements, content announcements, other thing announcements, other stuff announcements, uh, we're really excited for the summer. Really excited to, to do more content, golf content over the summer. Uh, Jeff uh, is really excited to kind of get going uh, with that. Uh, with video content on the course with some of these top amateurs, Austin and others. Uh, so we're really excited to see what we can do uh, as far as that goes. So uh, we're inching closer. It's a long way. It still feels like it's a ways away, but the NCAA tournament's coming up and and that goes by fast, as we all as we all know. Uh, it feels like it starts and then it's it's over, uh, basically. So and once the NCAA tournament is over, that means it's Masters Week. And then we're, you know, we're in full swing here uh, in golf season. So uh, exciting stuff coming up. Thanks, everybody, for continuing to follow. Please continue to like and follow our page uh, and follow our Twitter feed and our Instagram accounts to continue to produce content. Uh, it's super important to get those likes and follows. Uh, so thank you to everybody. And obviously, obviously, subscribe to our Pretty much daily e-blast. Uh, we don't send this necessarily every single day, uh, but for the most part, we send it daily, especially during the season. It goes out daily. So you want to do that. You want to sign up for all that stuff. It's all free, no charge. Uh, so continue to to sign up and follow. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a great rest of your weekend. Stay tuned to Golf News R.I. all weekend long for all your coverage of pro golf. Uh, obviously, it's a big pro golf weekend. Um and everything else that goes on locally. So this is the Golf Dudes Podcast. Have a great weekend, everyone.